Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome Brad to New York. Paul. This is the Devil's State of Mind Podcast, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Now here's your host, Neil Villapiano! What is going on, Devils fans? It is, as always, your host, your boy, Neil Villapiano, and welcome to another edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network, the best place to get everything you need to know about your new Jersey Devils. I hope you guys, as always, are having a fantastic day wherever you're listening to this podcast episode. Thank you guys, as always, for taking time out of your day to check these episodes out. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. And as always, this podcast episode and everything we do here at the Hockey Podcast Network are sponsored by our wonderful friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Folks, we are just a couple of games into the Stanley Cup Finals, and then we got, obviously, baseball rolling through and so many other events going on in the world of sports. DraftKings has given you guys unbelievable opportunities to get huge cash prizes. So if you want to get in on the action Here's what you do. You go over to DraftKings right now. You sign up. Use our promo code THPN. And you tell them that Neil Villapiano sent you. Guys, I'm going to be very frank with you. What I have seen over the last 48 hours or so from different reports about uh, players be uh, involving the New Jersey Devils and you know rumors and stuff like that. I know that they're just rumors, like anything we've talked about before on the on the podcast, but just the way that this came out makes very little to no sense. And personally, I feel like it's just it's just reports to, you know, fill up airtime, basically. Just, you know, to basically, you know, have something to talk about because right now with us still in the Stanley Cup play, uh, finals, there really isn't a whole lot as far as really big news topics to discuss. But unfortunately, and also fortunately, we do have to talk about it here today. It's going to involve uh, Jesper Bratt, also a little bit of Mackenzie Blackwood as well. And then we're actually going to wrap up this episode by talking about P.K. Subban, because there's been some things that have come out over the last couple of days that are very interesting and something to keep in mind and, and keep an out uh, a watch for as the offseason progresses. So, as always, guys, we have a bunch to talk about here on the Devil State of Mind podcast. So let's not waste any more time and get rolling. <laughs> <laughs> 
So let's start with the big kahuna, shall we? Let's start with the main topic of today's episode, which you can see by the title and everything like that. So you have a pretty good idea where this is coming from. And also, if you do follow a lot of the reports and you're pretty active, you already pretty much know what I'm going to be discussing. But if not, here is what you need to know. Last Friday, Frank Saravalli of the Daily Faceoff, he updated his latest trade targets list. He does this all the time. It's kind of a fluent thing where it, it changes all the time, depending on what he's heard and, uh, and the stuff he gets told. So it just updates. So these things, uh, and they certainly change if players on the list actually get traded or things like that. So this is a constant thing that's always there. And in his latest article, you know, showcasing his uh, his latest trade targets list, he had in his title both Jesper Brett and Mackenzie Blackwood added to the list. Now, let's talk about Mackenzie Blackwood first and foremost. We all know at this point that the Devils don't seem to have a whole lot of faith in Mackenzie Blackwood at this point, that their relationship with him is uh, is not good. And the same can be said for Blackwood when it comes to his relationship with the Devils. And there's obviously the, um, the understanding that the Devils are going to go after a goaltender, at least one, maybe two, depending on what happens with Blackwood with regards to maybe a trade of some sort. But the Devils are certainly going into the goaltending market once again. And that's something that we certainly are not surprised about. I think the only question mark is simply that, is Mackenzie Blackwood going to be here going into next season? Now, I've talked about this before, saying that I personally would like to see Blackwood be given another shot when he's fully healthy, and the team is certainly a lot stronger in front of him. I think he deserves that type of opportunity. I, like I mentioned, you know, gosh, it was back in December of this past season, I had mentioned how what is happening to Blackwood is the exact same thing that happened to Corey Schneider. And that's where it really upset me because I felt like that we were just going down the same path that eventually Blackwood would no longer be here. And, uh, you know, a guy that showed promise, but never lived up to the potential. And a big part of that was because of the devils not doing enough to help Mackenzie Blackwood. Now, again, you know, Jonathan Bernier getting hurt early in the season, that's something I don't think the Devils could have, you know, what could they have done to prevent something like that? It happens. But I do think that the Devils definitely did a piss poor job of really helping Blackwood and, uh, you know, going out there and getting somebody even during the season that really could have helped him. And also, I think that they rushed Blackwood back from his heel surgery and, and it, it just you knew from the start that this was going to be a tough year for Blackwood and that ended up being the case. And so now fast forward to today and we are wondering to ourselves if Blackwood is still, you know, maybe the guy that we have long term. Is he going to end up getting dealt, you know, to somewhere else? You know, are we going to give him another year to try to prove himself? What are we going to do about the goaltending situation long term? Because if you look at the teams that are in the cup final. Tampa Bay in Colorado, they have very, very stable goaltending, um, certainly with their starters and even with Colorado in their backup and a guy like Pavel Frantzos. Um, so, again, that shows just how, 
how uh, how much more work the Devils have to put in to really get the team to the level that they need to get to. And I've continued to stay uh, very firm on this, that the Devils are still not a goaltender away. There's still other things they need to add. But obviously, getting a goaltender, as we've talked about with several of our guests, is without a doubt one of the, if not the top priority from a free agent slash trade perspective that the Devils need to focus on to improve this team. But I wanted to read to you what Frank Saravalli wrote in his little uh, paragraph about Blackwood, because he does this with every single one of his trade uh, targets, you know, kind of a reason as to why they're on the list. So this is what Frank Saravalli said. Quote, it wasn't long ago that Blackwood was considered the next hot young netminder. He has the pedigree as a high second round pick, and his first 70 NHL games were excellent from 2018 to 2020. Blackwood struggled with a heel injury last season, and his numbers have struggled for two seasons now. The sense is the Devils, who can ill afford another season with shoddy goaltending, have lost faith in Blackwood. He could be a great option for a bounce-back campaign in tandem with a veteran on a strong team with limited salary cap resources, end quote. So could is it possible that Blackwood could very well be dealt at some point this year? Yes, I firmly believe that. If there is the right deal in place and Devils have good options going into next season, then yeah. But I think, honestly, the right decision is to keep Blackwood and let him play out next year. He has the most experience of any goaltender we have on the roster right now, other than Jonathan Bernier. And again, Bernier, as reported by general manager Tom Fitzgerald, he's not even going to be ready for the start of next season. So the Devils have to go out and get a netminder. And we've talked about a handful of different netminders out there, obviously. Maybe even it could be somebody that we don't expect in a trade of some sort. So there's a lot of different ways that the Devils can go about this, but they certainly have to improve the goaltending going into next season to not only give Blackwood an opportunity to have some rest and not be overworked like he has been the last couple of years, but to also, as Fitzgerald put it, create competition, force Blackwood to get better, force him to have a chip on his shoulder and to prove everybody right. And that's kind of the way that I think the Devils should go about this. I think trading him, knowing that you're probably not going to get a whole lot of value for him, I think would be a mistake, especially if he ends up going somewhere else and starts to thrive. And like Sarah Valley put, in this little thing, um, he said he could be a great option for a bounce back campaign. Now, again, he talked about it with maybe going to another team, but there's nothing saying he can't stay in New Jersey next season and bounce back because for a lot of guys, if not every single player on the Devils going into next season, regardless of who's here, it is a make or break year. It is the year, next year is the year where we really have to take those major strides to get back into the playoffs. And I know that some people might say that that's a tough thing to ask of a team that didn't even come close to making the playoffs last year, but you have to start winning. If we're to believe what Damon Severson said about the rebuild is over, you have to start winning. You have to get back into the playoffs. And I'm not saying we got to finish in the top three of the Metropolitan Division. You know, if we get the last wild card and get in, you know, maybe win a game or two in the first round and get knocked out, that's progress. That's showing that we have we have gotten out of the rebuild and we're ready to, to continue to move forward. But we can't just keep saying that the rebuild is over. We have to do the things necessary to make this team better. And goaltending is one of them. And I do believe getting a legit, you know, not backup goaltender, but a legit 1A, 1B goaltender for Blackwood is still a major priority. And I think giving Blackwood another chance 
to me, is the best thing that the Devils can do right now with the situation. Because guys like Nico Dawes, Akira Schmidt, and some of the other young netminders we have in our system are just not ready. And Nico Dawes, while he showed flashes of a guy that could be the answer long-term, he's not ready to be a consistent NHL netminder. He needs at least another year down in the minors. And I think even he recognizes that as well. So the bottom line with this is I get that Blackwood is on this list considering all the things we've heard about his relationship with the Devils and vice versa. I just don't think the Devils are going to get the deal that maybe they want. They may not even be really looking to deal Blackwood. They may have said to him, we want to go with you next year, but we want to give you some help and also create competition. So that's the way that I look at it. And that's a, that's the way I think the Devils need to go about this moving forward. So the bottom line for me is that I don't really expect the Blackwood trade unless you get something so really good in return that you can't pass it up. So that's the way that I would look at it from the McKenzie Blackwood perspective. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN to bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets. No matter what, that's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So now let's get into the nitty gritty. Let, let's get into the thing that... Uh, most Devils fans, I wouldn't even say most, every single Devils fan has talked about over the last couple of days, and that is Jesper Bratt. And uh, Jesper Bratt was also put on Frank Saravalli's uh, top trade targets list. I think he was number 10 on the list, so he's clearly high up there. And um, what Frank Saravalli said, and also what Kevin Weeks said, because this is important to mention, um, are contradictory to what our good friend and also guest of the podcast, Ryan Novozinski of NJ.com has consistently reported even before Sarah Valley and weeks put these things out. So let's start with what Sarah Valley said on his, uh, his trade targets list. Admittedly, Brad is a bit of a perplexing name on the board. GM Tom Fitzgerald said after the season, Brad is a big part of New Jersey's future. Makes sense. He is a heck of a player. He's young. He's worked his way to become a point-per-game guy from a sixth-round pick. On the other hand, sources indicated Brett was available at the deadline last spring. To my knowledge, there have been no contract extension talks at this point for what will be an expensive deal. Add in Fitzgerald's mandate to, quote, find hard skill, end quote, this summer, and, well, it makes you wonder, end quote. And then Kevin Weeks on Twitter put this out. He said, team leader in points, still young, consistent production, great value as a sixth-round draft pick. Yet I'm told no significant contract extension talks at this point, and I can confirm there are several teams interested in trading for Jesper Bratt of the New Jersey Devils. So right off the bat, 
I knew that most of that was BS. Because first of all, Kevin Weeks, who I definitely respect, there's no question about it. To me, it just looked like he copied and pasted exactly what Frank Saravalli said. It was the same exact thing. Consistent production, great values, a six-round pick, no contract extension talks to this point, you know, all that stuff. He also mentioned several teams are interested in trading for Jesper Bratt. I will put long money that there is interest from the, the other 31 teams in the NHL that are interested in Jesper Bratt. I don't think there's any, any question about that. Everybody knows it. We just spoke to Brad Pack, great guy on Twitter, Brad Pack 63. And he's talked about all the time. Jesper Bratt is one of, if not the most underrated player in the NHL. He had a phenomenal year, a year where he nearly had 30 goals. He was one of the four guys on our team that scored 20 plus goals this year. He took a major step in his development and is a guy that is a consistent, very talented top six winger. And we know the value that he has. We know that. And for these reports to come out saying that there have been no trade, there have been no contract extension talks, to me is very incorrect. And it's incorrect because, again, Ryan Novozinski, who has been kicking absolute ass since he since he joined NJ.com covering the Devils, he constantly called out um, Sarah Valley and pointed out he spoke to Jesper Bratt's agent last week and said talks were talks were underway and that these things take time. Now, Novozinski also put out a couple of tweets after uh, Sarah Valley's um, article came out, as well as Kevin Weeks's point. This is what Novozinski said. I'll say this again. Jesper Bratt's agent called me, meaning Ryan, one week ago and said that he and the Devils had discussed an extension. He said they had multiple chats, one in Newark and few over the phone. Nothing signed, but they're definitely talking. This is from Bratt's camp. He also mentioned that Jesper Bratt wants to be a New Jersey devil. He has no intentions of leaving. He wants a deal done in New Jersey. So at some point, a deal is going to get done. And then Novozinski later on in the day said, just got a response from the devil's officials on the Jesper Bratt rumors. Contract discussions are ongoing. They also noted that these talks take time. So again, we are all antsy about Jesper Bragg getting a deal done. We want it done as soon as possible so that we can focus on other things to improve the team. But yes, these things take time, especially when they're long six, seven year contract extensions. As I've mentioned before, I don't think that Jesper Bratt is going to end up reaching restricted free agency before a deal gets done. I believe that a deal will get done. It will get done relatively soon. I'm not going to sit here and tell you what day or anything like that. I believe in my heart of hearts that Jesper Bratt will get a deal done within the next two or three weeks. After the season is over, officially the season is over, we move into the 2022 offseason. That's the way I look at it. So I don't, I don't worry about it too much. Now, obviously, there was some discontent between the Devils and Bratt the last time they had a contract extension, as we remember, but I don't think it's the same situation. I believe that the difficulty around this is figuring out the money and the terms because you're not just thinking about next year or the year after that. You're thinking six, seven years into the into this thing. You're thinking cat space. You're thinking all that stuff. And you're also, again, thinking about what the devil, how much money the Devils could have to make other moves this offseason. Because again, the Devils reportedly, according to the NHL salary cap, which has now gone up for the first time in several years, the Devils will reportedly have just over $25 million in cap. That has not changed. So you take away, let's say, $6, 7000000 million, right? That's about $18, 19000000 million that you still have. 
just an absurd amount of money that you could still use to go out and improve your team in many different facets. So again, I don't believe that Jesper Bratt is going anywhere. I don't think, I think you should get that out of your mind right now. With Jesper Bratt, when, when Sarah Valley said that the devils were, were fielding calls for trades uh, for Jesper Bratt at the deadline, is it possible that that was the case? It's always possible. Maybe the Devils felt like at that time that they were not going to be able to convince Jesper Brad to stay long-term because, again, it was another year where they were not going anywhere. Um, so that was something that uh, you could obviously look at as maybe why the Devils could have potentially gone that way. But I don't – but, again, Jesper Brad wants to be here. His agent has talked about it several times. The Devils officials said they're working on it. All of this stuff. So – Again, Ryan Novozinski has been phenomenal. He has gotten the information that we need, and his reports to me are much more accurate than what Sarah Valley and Weeks have said. Because Sarah Valley and Weeks, granted, they're not devil's reporters. They're just getting uh, you know, little stuff here and there. But if they're not hearing anything, but then Ryan, who is very well respected, very, you know, and is legit, if he's saying that he's getting he got a call from Brett's agent specifically, I mean, how you know. How can you go and say, well, Ryan's not telling the truth? I firmly believe that Ryan is Ryan's just reporting what he's being told, ladies and gentlemen. He's not reporting anything that he that he knows personally or anything like that. He is reporting what he is being told. Okay. That is his job. That's what he's doing. He's getting us good information. So I would not panic, guys. As I said before, let's not panic. Let's not assume that Brad's going somewhere else. Jesper Brad is going to get a deal done here, and we're going to relax, and we're going to look back on the, on this period and be like, what were we overreacting for? Now, on his latest 32 thoughts, Elliot Friedman of Sportsnet says, talks of Jesper Brad getting traded are premature. He also said Brad's last negotiation with the Devils was a real grind, and that there could be some saber rattling here ahead of what could be another grind. And then also, Friedman said on Brad Trade Talks, when people say there's teams that want to trade for him, I believe it. I believe there's 31 teams that want to trade for him. So, again, Friedman kind of is explaining to say, here is where, again, the rumors might be coming out. That the Devils and Brett had a difficult time the first time trying to get a contract extension done a couple of years ago. And that it may be the same type of situation here except this is going to be a much longer and more lucrative contract extension. Now, who knows how long it took to get a contract extension signed with Nico Heischer or with Jack Hughes? You know, we don't know how long it really took. We were not told anything. We didn't have any information. We didn't have people on the scene like Ryan that could tell us that information. So we don't know if it was the same type of deal. And it is difficult because you're signing a guy to a six, seven, eight-year deal and you're giving him a, a pretty big chunk of money over the next, you know, many years that I just pointed out. So, again, these talks take time. I don't believe that uh, the Devils will trade Jesper Brett at all. And I will say this. Trading Jesper Brett would go completely against what Tom Fitzgerald has done building this team. The Devils would not get any sort of value that would be good enough to um, have that could compare to Jesper Bratt. I understand that maybe they could add him in a deal for a guy like a, a an Alex DeBrinkett or a David Posternock or things like that. But here's the deal. You'd have to give up way more than just Jesper Bratt. You, you really would have to. And it just doesn't make sense. The Devils lose, in my opinion, they end up losing every deal that could be offered for Jesper Bratt. 
they are way better off keeping him long-term. And I think that that's what they're going to do. Jesper Brad is part of this core. And we all know that. So I'm not worried about these, these rumors and stuff like that. I just wanted to talk about it, give you guys the information. But I really don't see how this is going to happen with regards to them getting traded. As I mentioned before, give it a couple of weeks and Jesper Brett will sign an extension. I, I promise you that. I absolutely promise you that. Now, the last little thing I wanted to just mention here on this edition of Devil's State of Mind podcast is talking about P.K. Subban. Um, and again, we've talked about Subban before. We've gone off the, the uh, article that Pierre Lebrun wrote when he interviewed Tom Fitzgerald a couple of months ago. And again, as far as we know, as far as we knew before, um, you know, Ryan Novozinski put out a couple of things that Tom Fitzgerald and the Devils really had no intention of bringing P.K. Subban back, that they would just let him play out the rest of his contract uh, here, and then the two sides would part. Now, what has changed is a couple of different things. Number one, according to Novozinski, um, he spoke to uh, Subban's agent and said, and this was like I think a week or two weeks ago, that um, – that Subban and his agent would get together and discuss the different possibilities that uh, Subban could have going into next year. One is obviously, you know, going to unrestricted free agency and see what teams are interested. Another is to potentially return to the New Jersey Devils. According to Novozinski, Subban is considering a return to the Devils or leaving for unrestricted free agency. Another part of that is that teammates of Subban here with the Devils are making pitches for him to stay with the team. Now, again, depending on what the Devils want to do on the back end, whether they want to find a different veteran type guy in the bot on the bottom four, or they want to bring up one of their young defensemen that we have in our system and we have a considerable amount, it might just make it not really possible for the Devils to bring back Subban. But if the Devils feel that they can bring Subban back on a one-year deal, maybe even a two-year deal at a very, very, and I mean very low AAV not the $9 million that the Predators signed him to and that we ended up taking on, um, then honestly, that may not be the worst thing in the world. I think Subed needs to recognize the fact that he is no longer the Norris Trophy all-star superstar defenseman that he once was and that he needs to be a guy that is much more of a veteran type player that is just doing little things correctly improving on his defensive game and honestly just not taking those slew foot penalties I mean those are some of the things that are very very frustrating um, to me and I think if he can do those things if he can improve on those things while playing with the Devils I think that only just benefits the Devils defensive core that much more because the Devils defensive core as a whole was certainly an improvement from the previous couple of years. That was something that Fitzgerald talked about when he first took over as De Devil's general manager. Um, so, you know, and I've talked about Subban a bunch of times about the good and also the, the obvious bad that Subban can bring, but I wouldn't necessarily be opposed to bringing Subban back for another year or two if you wanted to continue to have your young defensive prospects like a Luke Hughes, like a Shakir Mukmadulin, you know, Guys like that, if you wanted to give them more time to develop, I think that that's, um, that's certainly fine. So I think it'll be interesting. I personally believe that there will be some teams out there that will be interested in signing Subed to a one- or two-year deal. 
I've argued to say that the most logical place, in my opinion, which will piss off Montreal Canadian fans to the core, would be for Subban to go to Toronto to play with the Leafs um, on a bottom four role, bottom four defensive pairing role, because I think that he could probably help them to a to an extent. But if Subban were to come back to the Devils, would I be upset about it? Not really. Not really. I, I would be more or less be like, okay, hopefully he can uh, he can improve himself and uh, take on a different role with this team. I think he probably would recognize that. He has talked about how excited he is uh, about the Devils' future and what they're building. He even thanked the Devils first and foremost when he was awarded the King Clancy Award, which we talked about. These are a lot of things. We spoke to Ryan Novozinski about this, and he mentioned it first and foremost that, you know, Subban seems to be really, really pumped up about the Devils and where they're going. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying that the Devils are his best chance moving forward on maybe winning that, illustri- you know, that uh, that Stanley Cup that he hasn't won yet, but maybe he could help us take another step forward with a lesser role maybe not being on the power play, or even if he is on the second uh, power play unit, um, could still probably help us in that and kind of go from there. So if Subban were to come back, I wouldn't be against it. I just would say, don't make it a long-term deal, obviously, and don't give him the huge amount of money. You need to just be blunt and honest with them. And and if there's a better deal for him somewhere else, then just let him go. Because like I've mentioned, we have other options out there that can certainly help the defense stay where it is or even improve in different you know aspects of it. So that was just something I wanted to kind of, you know, talk to you guys a little bit about because it is something to keep in mind. And uh, again, would I be surprised if Subban came back? I would be a little bit considering what we've been told before, but I guess in the grand scheme of things, it's better to just go, you know, never say never, you know, you never know what could happen. I still don't think that Subban is a devil when next season starts, but you never know. It's something to uh, keep in mind and see if the devil's do anything about it. 